0: Welcome to another action-packed edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good friend, your good pal, your brother from another mother, Amigo Aaron. Joined by a man who, much like today's system, goes by several hundred different names. I give you Bill Smith. Why does that make you talk like a seal? What
1: the- did you not know Bill Smith is a seal? No, I
0: did not know that. How are you doing this week, Bill? Very good. You know, I've been kissed by a rose. I don't know. Oh, God. That's hard to believe anything, you. Anyway, oh. uh, last week we spun the wheel. We made the deal, the Brent. It's a big deal this week. Hermsky has spoken. Yes, that's it. <laughs> and this week we're going to be playing a couple selections from the BAM ASTRONIC MPU 1000. What do you think about that, though, Brent? The MPU one thousand—that is one of its many names. That's correct. Yeah, and we're going to go over that. <laughs> Researching this was quite a <laughs> quite a rabbit hole, with Brent. But before we get too heavily into it, all right? Uh, hey, you—I'm assuming you never heard of the MPU <laughs> one thousand.
1: No.
0: Right. I so, thought it was a chip. So, <laughs> you know, I. I didn't think I'd heard of it, but then I was gently reminded that I'm a fool well. because i talked to Permsky about it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot. And so, when, thank goodness he brought this to my attention so I can remember what he was talking about. Now, I want, before we get into this in proper, I want to talk about uh, attempting to emulate the MPU-1000. So, I'm very fortunate that I have a Mr. FPGA the brand, yes, as you know. And the FPGA supports uh, this the core for the Ace-Tronic, yes. which we'll get into. Uh, <clears throat> if you do attempt to use this core, a simple trick, and Herfie pointed this out to me, he made it easy. Uh, the uh, the uh, core requires a analog control stick, of course. Analog, yeah. So if you try to play this, and I've had the same problem with the Coco. Make sure you set this up with an analog controller. I ended up using the Xbox One controller, Brent. What do you think about that? Do you know I had one of those? I did.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of surprised you do.
0: I don't have an Xbox One, but I got the controller. And it's so, a decent controller. What, and once we rigged it up, it worked pretty good. We yeah. didn't have any trouble with that.
1: I played it on his house. Yeah, he <laughs> came over. Cause, bro, how did it go uh, on trying to emulate this? Uh, uh, not well. I mean, much like you, I had a tremendous issue just finding the the ROMs.
0: The ROMs were difficult <laughs> to find. In yeah. fact, the only reason I found the ROMs was for an old, old forum post that had I just lingered around and looked amazing. Like this ten-year-old post still had working links to which ROMs, is, which is mind-boggling. <clears throat> and so I grabbed them from there. Uh, so yeah this isn't one you're gonna see
1: in most collections or coin off I mean, well this, I this is in Maine this yeah. is in Maine uh but yeah it, it was uh it was more of a nightmare I, than I could handle in the time restraints I had let's let's get into the particulars
0: a little bit uh the Brent uh so this thing we're we're going into the the moniker here the ace tronic mpu1000. Uh, but this thing had uh, about a million different names for what was essentially the same exact product here. Uh, now, of course, the Ace-Tronic was manufactured by ASTRONIC, Somewhere around 79. <clears throat> and the controllers on this uh, were very interesting. And I'm going to get to the other formats of this system since we're doing an ASTRONIC. Uh, the uh, controllers on this bad boy... Were uh, a combination that I told the to Brett before the show. They sort of reminded me of the 5200 controllers with a uh, with a cocoa black beauty staple to the top of them because it's got a non centering analog stick on a, on a long controller. You can hold sort of like a phone
1: and television controller,
0: and it's got buttons yeah. sort of like a phone on it. Yeah. So uh, it's not. I mean, of course, we don't have an ASTRONIC, uh, but if we did, the controller didn't look that bad. I uh, did. I mean, it, listen, it looked better than the, the 5200 version because it, it looked like it'd break less. I like, you know, having played the Odyssey for so long, or the uh, Coco, I kind of like those non-centering sticks. They're not bad. I get used to them after a while. No. I kind of like, like the idea. It's got a couple of uh, fire buttons on there as well.
1: It's got a billion buttons. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's got two fire. it uses absolutely none of them.
0: (laughs) I should also mention that the sticks, uh, much like the Odyssey, are unremovable. You have to take the whole thing apart, which is never good. Hardwired. So, what is this thing? This wacky thing? It's got a... uh, It's a uh, little console. Again, this would have been released... And again, we're going over different time periods, because this would have been released somewhere back between the... Uh, seventy-eight and and eighty somewhere in that ballpark, and yeah. different ones have different uh, have different times that they are that they were released. So, uh, again, this runs on the Signetics uh, twenty-six fifty A, of course, right, with a Signetics twenty-six thirty-six video controller processor on there, forty-three bytes of RAM. Nah,
1: nah, nah.
0: Yeah, not so much. Colors. It's funny. My source here says eight with a question mark. <laughs> so there you go. But it has good. The colors it has are good colors. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. It, it looks real good when you play it on an HDMI uh, uh, recreation. Well, great.
1: no, I'm, I'm I'm sure the the colors are colors, man. It's they, got they a good colors.
0: Yeah. It's got a single channel beeper which can make some noise. Beep. Uh, it's and the the machine itself, the ASTRONIC, has a RF TV output, the yes. power input, and a cartridge slot. That's what you've got on there. It's it's, well, some of them and some of the variants have composite. As yeah, well. and oh, I'm talking just the ASTRONIC. Yeah, okay. And the uh, uh, of course you've got the external power supply, and you've got cartridges made for for the ASTRONIC by ASTRONIC. You'll see the cartridges that we look at today are labeled as ASTRONIC, uh, but if you actually get into the MP1000, the family of these things. For the most part, so hardware-wise, all the cartridges for all the different names should be compatible. The problem is they're not. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the reason is you pulled the board out. The reason is that a, a lot of these different uh, companies that made the uh, the e one thousand boards would wire up the cartridge slots differently. And this is presumably this is so they could uh, make the cartridges exclusively for that particular slot. To be my guess. Now there were some that had the same cartridge slot, which we'll get into here. Uh, On the, uh, on the mister, this is, this particular machine falls under the intertron, uh, the interton VC4000 uh, uh, heading. That's what you use at the core. And that's what it is. The, uh, the, it's a, it, this is what this series of machines is basically from a family, the interton VC4000. Now, we mentioned that the cartridge slots are different between the different machines. Uh, the uh, some of them, as I mentioned, are compatible. What you'll get a lot on these is that they'll be labeled for their machine with like a sticker. I saw a ton of people doing videos, with this, and I saw some stuff on eBay where, like for example, if you've got an astronic let's say you've got astronic Tronic Sea Attack, like or Sea Air Attack, instead of having Ace Tronical, they'll just take a, a sticker of the exact same color of the cartridge and just put it over top of the Ace Tronic part. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else will be the same. That's because these games uh, have the all the game settings on the cartridge, so you couldn't just cover the whole thing. You could only cover a part of it. I thought it was kind of wacky. Um, so let's go over some of the variants here. I mean, we're not going to go into it too deeply, but I wanted to get give, give you a flavor for some of the crazy names that are out there for this thing you go to wiki uh, and you go to the 1292 advanced programmable video system which what this is uh, you're going to see a million different systems here Uh, some of the heavy hitters were manufactured by rodolphin uh hanamix fountain of course our old buddies grandstand had one of these you'll recall grandstand's machine that we covered the lindsay the autosonic the prinzonic Of course, the Ace-Tronic, the Video Master, (laughs) the Routing, the the Telling, the Carvin, the uh, uh, Society Octane Electronique, which is French. Uh, You get the picture here. The interton has its own labeling. Enterton. Man, that's our console. These will have different release dates and different styles, but they're all fairly similar in terms of the controller because they sort of had to be, and they're fairly similar in sort of in, in terms of the look of the machine. Now it doesn't look
1: the same in terms of it has a cartridge slot, it has the same outputs, that sort of thing. Yeah, the the uh, uh, cabal, the interton, the caravan, the rotron, the TRT. And the Volt Mace along with the Astronic, seems to be the core like, everyone gets a, you can't use them in each other's consoles, but that's where most of these games, when you release one, you release to those of that list of consoles. Yeah. We should also mention that on the console itself, you've got buttons,
0: as was the style of the time. Yes. You've got a start, a load program, that's an unusual one, game select, and an on-off switch. The load program switch acts sort of, it's pretty much exactly the same as the game reset switch. Yeah, it's a reset button. On the Atari 2600. This is very, very similar to the Atari 2600 in the way it's laid out on the, on the actual uh, device. Um, I didn't see a price on these at launch. I looked around. I, did, I didn't see anyone that had a price. I'm, I'm expecting that they weren't generally mega expensive, but I didn't see any prices. I didn't see any price on the games either. Now, Not, I know what they're going for now, but yeah. I didn't see prices for then. Did you catch a price on yours? Yes. Your
1: uh, my game sold for two different prices. Yeah. Uh, in uh, uh, Towards release, it yeah. was 30 pounds. And by 1982, they were selling them for 19 pounds. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, you may want
0: uh, to uh, understand another bit of weirdness. The, oh, this is something that was sort of common back in the day. The cartridges on this thing are pretty, pretty good size from what I can tell. They're not eight track size, but no, they're, so yeah. they're, they're bigger than Atari cartridge. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, they're,
0: they're between. The uh, machines don't call them cartridges, though. They call them cassettes. Yes. But they're not cassettes, no. they're cartridges. Yeah, they're PCBs. So there's a huge, from what I read, I read various different numbers about how many of these games existed, like for this system. The number of games released, according to uh, Wiki, was somewhere in the thirty-three cartridge range. But I also saw people say there were forty cartridges, and I even saw some people say there are twenty cartridges. And I think the reason that you get those discrepancies is because uh, of the
1: different so many on different what manufacturers.
0: System. Yeah. So different cartridges, different systems depending on the compatibility would have different amounts of cartridges available to them. Uh, from what I can tell, the Ace Tronic, the number you're getting about is about 33. Yeah, and that's so, what I came
1: up with. As yeah, well. so so there you go. Uh, the uh, uh, and the confusion doesn't stop there. Oh, uh, what else you got? Well, like <clears throat> let's say you you get your Ace Tronic here, right? And you're looking to play some, I don't know, uh, math two, right? Yeah. And well, who, and who wouldn't? This they went and numbered all their cartridges. Yeah. So on the Ace Tronic. That cart is number eight. And on the Cabal, the Interton, the Caravan, and the Rotron, it's six or five. But the TRQ, it's cart number 23. Yeah. So, you know, it's... I I, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what
0: they were thinking. What they were doing was, the reason is there's different numbers, is that
1: people would take that... People were basically porting that game over to their brand of cartridge. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Well, I get that. And some did have exclusives. Like the uh, Ace Tronic got laser attack and no one else did. But uh, some, like Leapfrog, which is a Frogger clone, only came out on the Volt Mace. That's a good name, though. It's uh, it's one of those things where if these people played together a little nicer, and I'm I'm sure they had their reasons for... Releasing eight billion well, different consoles with the same gun. You got to I, I can explain that. All so, right. So here's the thing. Uh,
0: the, uh, the 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 Ace Tronic, this whole family of the MP1000 games, they basically it was the old standard. They ran on like basically stock parts that you could just go out and make. Yes. And so people yeah. were effectively making this standard. All right. So that's why. Uh, it'd be more it'd be more akin to like what, what 3D O did. They're basically when you know when they licensed out the chipset, not the games yes. not the systems. And so you've got a bunch of different fairly compatible games. This is the same thing, except not compatible for the most part. And, and,
1: and that let me tell you something, big mistake. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean it, I it, it's not really.
0: A... I mean think about it. There are different
1: regions, so it shouldn't be a big deal unless you had a bunch out in the same region. No, I mean I no. Th- this was this was a a fault of the late seventies. Uh, uh, of trying to do this million-console-same-guts thing. It didn't work. It failed. It, it, it got dropped. And now you have your one console to rule them all through all, all the regions whenever someone puts out a console. I, I guess the equivalent is sort of like uh, the PC because a PC could have a million types of different guts, but all play the same see, I game. I don't see it
0: the way you do, and I'll explain why. Okay. You look you look at this through a young man's eyes. I'll I look at this through a Pong eye. Pong had a million different... There were a million different types of Pong. Right. Okay? And so, the truth of the matter is, they were basically all the same thing, but they were still Pong, different systems, different manufacturers, because each of these manufacturers wanted to make their own, had their own video game console. This is the same thing. It's got. Now they didn't really care about the other regions or the other manufacturers. They wanted their own. They found this when it was it was already it worked. They'd already seen it work. They already knew they could get cartridges for it to you know programs. So it made it easier to release your own. And also, you've got to remember that these were regionally uh, released. Uh, of course, uh, these these things were released all over the place. Uh, the countries that this thing uh, was in, uh, by the way, not in the U.S. That's why no, we never heard yeah. of it. No yes. <clears throat> Germany, uh, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and the U.K., France, and Spain were the uh, were the key areas where this thing robbed. So uh, uh, they were mostly locked into those areas, okay. so there would be some crossover in the area.
1: Yeah, you know? I, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think this would have done better <laughs> or worse— if there was, this would have been one console, just multi-release throughout.
0: But that's not the no, way, no, 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 that's no, irrelevant no, no, listen to this conversation. To me. Listen
1: to me, listen to me. Now, you've got your pitfalls on doing that because you've got to make a bunch of different SKUs and you've got one company kind of rule on everything. Yeah. Do you think this would have done better or worse sales wise? I don't know. It would, I don't I don't know. I don't think it would have mattered. It's not the business model.
0: No, I think it matters. You're thinking like someone in the Xbox era. I know, I know era. I'm
1: thinking modern age, but yeah, I... It's I not, they're
0: not going to do it There's a reason why no
1: one does this multi-console crap Yeah, but it's anymore.
0: because everyone's stuff's proprietary now. That's yeah. why, back in these days, they were just making crap off parts off the shelf. I, I, you don't get it.
1: I know, I get it. I just don't like it. I've never, I hate when systems do this kind of well, crap. It's the, and this, and they didn't do it on purpose? I know, I know. I know. You're killing me. You're killing me. Here. I just I would just, I would think from a business sense even back then they would have realized how dumb this no, was. No, it's not dumb. It's, it's dumb. not dumb. dumb. It's because it's regional. I, it's know. Just, you I don't, know.
0: Listen, why did why did people make a bunch of 2600s? Same reason. It was parts off the shelf they could make. I know. Come on. Use your brain. Anyway, me and Brent before the show also debated heavily uh, what where this thing fell in terms ah. of the of the power of the console and the games that were out for it. Yes. Uh, just to I thought we came to a, a pretty good agreement. Yeah, just to kind of give you wrong. a quick no, right. hint. Yeah, you always think that. So I'm not going to go through the whole games, but just to touch on some of the games that were available, kind of give you a flavor of what you're looking at. Uh, as Brent mentioned, you've got games like Myth- Mathematics 2, Intelligence 1 and 2, but then you've got the usual stuff. You've got Circus. You've got pinball, you've got soccer, chess, uh, golf, you know solitaire, casino games. Then you had Space Invaders clones, your arcade clones. Uh, they had something called Monster Man, Hyperspace, uh, Super Space. I mean, when you look down the list of these cassettes, it's the most generic batch of names you ever heard. Uh, but and so when you look at the games, they look they look like they fall into the realm. And I, I I phrased this. I thought these were a step up from like the Fairchild Channel F, and maybe a step backwards from the from the uh, uh, 2600. I'd say somewhere in the Coco, oh not Coco, but a little bit before the Odyssey Two,
1: not quite an Odyssey Two level, but close. What do you think? I, I I tend to agree. I think this some some of these games are on par with 2600 games, and yeah. some of them are not. I do. I greatly disagree, though. I think the variety here is remarkable. Uh, I mean, yes, they they fall into some of the, the old tropes. You've got all your your breakouts and your your uh, circuses and your space invaders. Yeah. But they also have some uh, uh, pretty unique games. They've got some pinball type games. They've got golf. Uh, you know, you've got your your horse racing. You've got your uh, uh, education-type games. Uh, I think it actually has a pretty good variety for when you're only talking you know, 34 games, it's easy to just make Pac-Man 30 times, and they didn't do that. So I think the variety is good. They have two Olympic-type games. Too. Yeah, but they're, all, they're paddle stuff. I'll look at those. No, one of them's not. Listen, Winter,
0: don't fool yourself. Winter
1: me. Olympics looks like an actual – or Winter Sports looks like an actual game.
0: So even the game I picked sort of has a, a brother game. Uh, with all that said, uh, it does have a de- decently healthy library. So it does okay. We had we had uh, our choices here as to what the as what to what to pick. I guess we'll go ahead and get the ball rolling because I mean, uh, once I found the ROMs, I did have access to a good chunk of the ROMs before I picked the one I wanted. and I picked the one I wanted sort of for a reason because it reminded me of something I played on the twenty six hundred. Uh, and so I, I will lead the dance this week, Brent. Let's delve deeply reason. into Bam Air Sea Attack. This is uh, cartridge number five. If you're keeping track at home, uh, as Brent said, your your mileage will vary on these cartridges because you never know exactly
1: uh, <laughs> you never know exactly which uh, system you're looking at number wise. Air Sea Attack was between cartridge one and cartridge nine. On the on the various systems. There you go. So uh, and you also have
0: to bear with us because the the information on these cartridges were not this This
1: this was a, is a fairly obscure even by our standards. The the folks, uh, system. The folks that are dedicated in preserving the information are is, is really good. Uh, there's just not a lot of information out there to preserve. Well, we're for lots- example, date release, date bleh, release dates for these things. Forget about yeah. it. Forget about it. You can't. Yeah. You can't get a pinpoint yeah. accuracy.
0: And I also want to give a special shout out to Hermsky, who not only yeah. suggests this but also he did, thankfully he's done a lot of video with this. This is really untapped. Yes, there's very few people on uh, YouTube that have done anything about it. So we used a bunch of his video here. So anyway, the game I chose was, in fact, Air Sea Attack, uh, AKA Air Sea Battle, which they, which I, I don't know in some systems maybe maybe name that uh i've got i read several different dates on this but we're gonna go with 78 uh for the release uh, on this one again your mileage may vary depending on the system you uh use uh i've got this app the one i focused on was the ace tronic version theoretically they should all be the same yeah they should all be the same uh on that so what do you do in this game well This is actually the one thing about this system that I like. Thumbs up from that guy. One thing I like about this system was, is that you get a bunch of different variants on the game. That's what makes it fun. That's an Atari staple from back in the day. And so, and I didn't realize at the time that most card games had this, but (laughs) this one has tons, and yours does too, by the way. So, Uh,
1: mine's less. If you look at the cartridge,
0: what you've got here is. Uh, on the cover of the cartridge, you'll get the different game variants here. Uh, You've got 20 variants here, which sounds awesome. It's not really that many because you've got one or two-player options. Now, one or two-player, not bad. I mean, it seems like that's something that's pretty common on the system, supporting two players. So I'm just going to kind of go through these these one at a time here. So uh, the first two uh, selections are called uh, ship versus sub. And you're basically tor- dropping torpedoes or depth charges, I should say, down to the to a multitude of underwater targets. <laughs> I don't know where this guy's at or what war this is, but I'd be getting <coughs> the heck out of there. Yeah, that, that's, the.
1: that's the alternate name for this is Midway. Is that listen? I don't I'm think there was that much sub traffic about just Midway. Telling
0: you. Um, so on this one, you move. You use your stick to move left and right. Of course, you're on a axis you know, because you're in a boat and you're trying to time the dropping of your bombs, uh, to, uh, to blow away the guy. you've got a limited number of bombs, you drop them down. And when you hit something, you, you hit it. And when you don't, you know, you get credit for it and it counts up the number of hits. And to, when you play the second option on these, uh, you get a, a second player who plays at the same time, which is cool. I like that. I like that sort of stuff. Uh, the, uh, uh, numbers 3 and 4 are the same game, except you you get to sort of control the depth charge as it goes down. Pretty cool. Again, it's a second-player variety. And then uh, Numbers 5 and 6 ship versus smaller subs, and then 7 and 8, the same thing uh, with uh, controlled depth charges. So <clears throat> it's, you're going to see the point here where one game is actually turned into, what I say, eight games? No, not see
1: that. This is kind of you don't like this though. Why? Come on, because. But I mean that they're giving you some variety. This, this, in my opinion, this kind of crap is what killed the multi carts. Like legit multi carts that came out with two or three games on them that was awesome because they maybe they weren't you know super in depth games, but they were actually different games. Crap like this advertising in your box is like, oh, 20 games. Like, Murr. no, it's not. They all this, did that, though. But, and it was bad. They shouldn't have done it. They tried to sell it as this extra value-added thing, and it's not. It is. It's it is not. value-added. No. Listen. No. This, this had three games. I don't have a problem with the multiple. Ver- when you've got one cartridge, you want a ton of variety. But these, these uh, they're not selling points. Small subs, small subs. No, that's no not that a means variety. it's a, high,
0: a higher difficulty. Yeah. You're, you again. You're dating yourself here. No, because when I was growing up, hold on, let me get it this out. When I was growing up, uh-huh. and you played the Atari uh-huh. and the Odyssey to a lesser degree, you got all these options, and that made the game fun because you only had one game, and so you wanted to. You liked having all these varieties. It seems. It doesn't seem like a big deal to you now, no. but it was a bigger
1: deal back then because it provided some sort of... You could adjust the game to be more of, of your flavor of game. Listen, you know what did this? That I mean, the, the most <clears throat> popular game to have done this was Combat on the on the 2600, okay?
0: It, well, no. I mean, it, I don't think it's the most famous, no. I, I'd say Asteroids and Space Invaders are more famous than Combat. Right,
1: so Combat, most popular. No. And then you've got, like, what? like Something like... 40 variants on combat and you can't find what you want. It's like, man, I, I want to play, uh, 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 I don't know, planes with controllable bullets. Uh, you know, three planes versus one. And you're sitting there flipping through like 20 games trying to find what you want to play. And you're just like, screw it. I'm just going to play something else. I, I, I they, they need to not have these dumb variants. Cool variants are fine. Going from uh, uh, the ship and subs to the subs versus planes—that is a true variant. Making something a little bit smaller or making <sighs> it so you control your those are options.
0: No, those are listen. Options. I
1: can't believe how wrong you are on this and I, dumb. You're sorry, really stinking man. it
0: up today because your, your opinion is wrong. Those options were great and they added flavor to a very basic game to make it more interesting. This is another thing that was derived. From the Pong era, all right, it's the exact same thing. Well, and Pong had all those yeah, different right. options, it and that's sure and that's did. what made it. That's what made it work. That's what made it work. So I think you're, I think you're dropping the ball and this. There's a point getting
1: punched in the face. So I no, I what I'm saying here, yeah, is don't advertise. You have twenty variant twenty games. They do have them. They no.
0: do have that many. Oh my God! I'm moving on. I'm not going to fight with you about this one. Sorry,
1: I, I hate. I that think crab. you're nuts. So the next, I'm uh, not saying they don't have the variants. I'm saying you don't you don't list them as 20 games, and you don't number them one through 20. You have one game and just put some options in there. It would be so easy to do. They did it would be so easy. That, well, to do. I
0: disagree. I disagree with you. I think they did. I think this is, holds up quite nicely. Okay. Enough okay. of you. So uh, the next uh, four variants My that game they, did that, it they right. that no your games the exact same way. The next four variants that did it that uh, uh, appear are sub versus a plane it's a sort of a role reversal here and the the first one's just sub versus plane then you've got three more that you basically can control more different aspects of the of the battle so on if you pick game 10 you've got uh, you can control the speed of it on 11 you can control your missiles and on the 12th uh version of this you can control your missiles and your speed and this is exactly what you say what you think it is a plane fight overhead and a sub underneath the water trying to take out the plane. Hey, it could happen in real life. It, happens. it, 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 happens it could every have been
1: game. one game and it would have been
0: fine. No. Listen, you, you got to get off that. you now got keep to going, move on. Keep going. You're physically killing me here. So, uh, the last variant, the last set of variants, uh, like I said, controls the speed and the uh, power of the missile. So, the next bunch of variants are a shooting gallery. Now, mm-hmm. This machine has another shooting gallery game. I believe it's called Shooting Gallery. Sort of similar to this. Uh, You're talking, these are uh, options uh, 13 through 20. Uh, They're all one to two players. Uh, And what you're doing is you're basically, you're a man, I'm assuming with like a missile launcher, or uh, I don't know, or I don't know what you no, are it's exactly. The SAM station. Well, no, but it looks like a dude there to me. I like it looked like a guy was there. Uh, oh, either that or a mortar.
1: Yeah, no, the... a mortar. Yeah,
0: no, it's not a mortar. Okay. So, anyways, and what you're doing is just just what you would think you would do. You're shooting upwards. Like I said, I mean, you're it, I. I don't get this exactly. I'm trying to. Are you on the ocean floor, or what's happening in this? Okay, you've already put too much thought into it. that's what it is. I don't know. Press button,
1: shoot things,
0: shoot things. You've got uh, now the targets in this are totally different from the targets in the previous games. They they move above you, and they go and they go back and forth. This sort of reminded me of Atlantis. Remember that where you had to? Except, I mean. The stuff flying overhead reminded me of Atlantis. The gameplay did not. <laughs> the gameplay is more like shooting gallery. I know This stuff. had color, so it reminded me of Pac-Man. <laughs> Listen, give me a break. Listen, Lord Soup says it's a beach to me. I think you got it, Soup. I think you might be right. It could be a beach uh, that you're on here because it, it it's deceptive. Well, the thing is, you spent the whole game on the ground, you know, underwater, and the water's been here, and now it's it's complete changeover. but it. It does a pretty good job with your, and you've got a limited amount of bullets, the same shtick uh, through this one, one or two players.
1: It's a high score game. Well, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's well, exactly what it is. Different things you shoot uh, are worth different values of points. Um, you know, and that's all That's all fine. I mean, the game's fine. So you're killing I, I, this thing. No, I'm not killing this thing. I'm killing the concept. You're killing this no. and it's, This is a 2K ROM yes. cartridge, 2K. Yeah. And
0: you're beating it down. What did you think of this? Uh, Clearly, you didn't like it. No, I thought this was
1: pretty good. So, Uh, wait a minute, after all that, you're putting it over? Yeah. No, I, I, hey, just because it does something I don't like doesn't mean that I don't like the game. Uh, The gameplay is fine. It's exactly what you would think it is. Uh, The the last variant where you're shooting from the beach uh, is by far the best. It has this neat arcing component to the missile fires uh, so you can't hit things when the missile is going up. Uh, you are trying to hit things and judge from the arc of the missile for when it comes down. That makes adds a ton of challenge to it. And makes it way more interesting to play. One thing that surprised the crap out of me with this is the, the speed of this stuff is off the charts fast. Normally, yeah, these games, good. Normally these games are all clunky. Uh, but this is off the charts fast, and it works to its benefit. Some things you didn't mention. On the, the first game where you're dropping the death charges, the first three, I think it's three rows of objects are mines, and if you hit those, you don't get any points. Uh, it's only the subs beneath, and depending on the depth of the sub, Depends on how many. They're hard points to hit too in that
0: first. In that well, first I thought they were. It is.
1: They are, but it's just like, like to get the else. real low
0: ones. It's not easy.
1: Yeah, it's just like anything else. Once you figure out the uh, the uh, timing of it, it things start. I didn't. Easy. I never figured it out. <clears throat> um, the second game, man, nah, it's a throwaway. What? Yeah, the second game is a throwaway. But the the third game where you're arcing the shots, that's pretty good. That's good stuff. Overall, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed, I mean, is this some super original game? No, not even close. It's a shooting gallery, but it's a shooting gallery where there is some fun to be had. For me, if you were going to have options on this, I would much rather see some options that adjust how many shots you get. Because in every game mode, you have 15 shots. and, And then your game's over. And you can get a score off that. I would have liked to have at least seen uh, 30 shots or even even maybe 50 shots because just as you start to get it dialed in, the game's over. Your score resets, and then you have to play again. Games for this take, what, two minutes? I mean, they can be played in two minutes. Obviously, if you don't hit your button, it you can sit there and play forever. But typically, this plays in about two minutes, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's too short. That's For me, well, that's too short. I mean, that's short. the way it used to be. That, that's – you're you're judging these things on modern. No, modern... I'm not. No, I I think they said the average art. They want the average arcade game to last three and a half minutes.
0: There's no way this could last three and a half minutes. You know, I do want to address the uh, the elephant in the room, which is well, let's I, talk about. Oh it. yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. So and ah. the and the uh, the elephant is is this game a direct ripoff of the Atari uh, game Air Sea Battle by the great Larry Kaplan. The answer is yes.
1: Yeah, I'll just say who it, cares? Yes, it
0: is. <laughs> it's very similar to Air Sea Battle, which is why I picked it because I kind of liked Air Sea Battle back on the Atari. It too had a million variants, it too had a bunch of different actual games with the cartridge. Uh, it was a fun game. Uh, I think this is pretty good, though. It's right. I mean, they're yeah. neck and neck. And this, uh, you know, uh, Air Sea Battle came out in 77. This one, we think, came out in 78. Yeah, you know, so you're somewhere that would in the ballpark, be our guess,
1: 78, 79.
0: I think graphically it's close. I mean, the Atari had these sort of granular color changes, think, yeah, yeah, for shady. horizons and stuff, but which I don't think actually adds anything to the game. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it's just it's just visual. That's all yeah. it is. Uh, but I think this is a, a, a. I would say this is fairly uh, close in terms of uh, in terms of how it plays. Uh, believe it or not, we actually got a review on this. I guess uh, we would have expected to, to have gotten one here. And our review this time around comes from Hermsky himself. Uh, Hermsky writes, Air Sea Attack uh, review, a Herm-Firm 6 out of 10. Enjoyable shooting game. Too much of a similar take on Space Invaders. Yeah, I can sort of see that. However, the two-player games were a complete blast to play with your mates. On this very early console, I did enjoy the Guided Missile game variant more, yes. Let me just give you something to do. It also yeah. makes you feel like a big man. <laughs> uh, the game was very similar to another release called Shooting Gallery, yes, uh, which devalued the game slightly. Uh, so that's why it got the 6 out of 10. I think Herm pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't get to play Space Bears on this, so I don't know how close it is, but it, like I said, it's a very similar to A or C battle. Uh, so, I, I don't see the comparison. I uh, should mention uh, before we move on, as I always try to do, I look. I try to look this stuff up on eBay, and the cartridges to find on eBay, I had a real problem, if I'm honest, uh, finding them. But I did find a couple Airsoft attacks on sale. Uh, they were not cheap. Uh, one was ninety dollars, and one was one hundred forty-five dollars. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I said they weren't
1: cheap, and well, that's what that's what not cheap means. I uh, had a completely different experience. Yeah. I, I saw these things selling console with like six or seven games for like eighty bucks.
0: Well, I priced the console as well. And the consoles were going for uh I found uh an untested one in the UK for fifty-three dollars. Yeah. But I found a Radafin uh Hanamex Ace Tronic complete with a bunch of cartridges. He was asking he was asking, mind you. 4K for this oh, thing.
1: Give me a break. I'm just
0: saying. No,
1: it's one sanity.
0: One more item before we move to the la- the next uh, game is that and I should have mentioned this earlier. As far as I could tell, these did not ship with any sort of instructions or manuals.
1: I, I looked found, around. I have found conflicting con- information. Really? Okay. Well, good. Well, we'll get you to it. So, no, you know, I, I don't know. I'll just go ahead and say it now. I have seen links for manuals that are no longer valid. But I can't imagine they would have links and not have an actual product at some time. So I would assume these did have some kind of insert, but uh, uh, yeah, they're pretty much lost to time, yeah. at least as far as we could have I could not find anyone, that, and I looked at people who had some of these,
0: and they indicated that the, at least the ones that I looked up did not have any sort of instructions, mm-hmm. so they, which would explain why they put the Game breaks on the cartridge, not the worst idea. So, Brent, that was uh, Airsea Attack. What did you bring to the table this week?
1: Uh, Grand Prix. Oh, Went man. driving game. And uh, <laughs> this was an interesting driving game. Yeah. First of all... It, it was interesting, it, I'll grant you that. This is uh, one of the uh, uh, early games. Cartridge number two for the Tronic. And I'll have to say... It had 10 variants, variants, right? But the difference is these were actual variants. This had three games, and the last game had several tracks, which are actual variants of the game, not whatever Listen, you're... Listen, it, was very, it missile, was very similar small to mine. Small no,
0: that, it was very similar to mine. It had different games in the same cartridge, but they had different variants. Don't act like it was different. No,
1: no, 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 no. Let me explain, because you were obviously oh. confused. Oh, okay, go ahead. The variants were one player, two player, which, that it's just how they did it back in the day, right? And then you had three actual different games, and the last variants, which were uh, six through ten on the cart, are different tracks. That is how it's supposed to be done. Not They didn't have small car, big car, fast car, small car. They took what they wanted to do with the game and, and compressed it down to where you just had the best possible oh variant per section of the game. So, Grand Prix, this came out either as cart 1 all the way up to cart 16. So, this was definitely one of the earlier games. Uh, a for a foreshore date on its release, I, I couldn't find. We I, guessed. But, but we're ex, we're expecting since this came out along well, you know as cart two, it probably came out in 78. Yeah. Saying that the carts are actually numbered in the order they were released, which by everything we found, that's how it was yeah. done. We took an educated guess on the date. So how are the uh how are the gameplay on this? Well, your first mode is Grand Prix. And that has you at the bottom of the screen, and if you play one player, you get one big wide road, or if you play two player, there are two uh, half screen roads. So pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So if you wanted to make this harder, you could play it as two player and just play, you know, as one person. You don't actually have the have to have the other person. Uh, you drive. Although one thing that needs to be mentioned. When you're playing two-player mode, there are only four cars that you have to dodge each time, and when you're playing in uh, single-player mode, there are eight cars that you have to dodge. And all the cars are different colors. Uh it, the, yeah, visually, it's very colorful. Yeah, visually, this looks very, very. the nice. system is very colorful. Yeah, it it's, does. It does. It well. does.
0: It's a definitely steps up from like that uh, odd palette, like Channel F. Yes. Which we liked, but it was just real strange yeah. and kind of gr- weird. Yeah. This, this is, is
1: more. This is very much. A Sharp, traditional, like pallet. more like an
0: Atari Twenty Six Hundred.
1: Yeah. This is your standard box of crayons, which yeah. I, personally I think is for the best. So you, <clears throat> you are it, it's your you know it's your classic thing. You're do- You're at the bottom of the screen, and you have to dodge the cars coming down at you. Yeah. Uh, there are parts of this I really enjoy. It has a really good sense of speed. Uh, it's funny when we played this on the Mister.
0: Uh, it was it was much faster than what we're seeing in Hermsky's video. I, I, no, I think
1: it's about. I think no. It's,
0: I th- I wonder if it's an NTSC thing or something because it seemed to me like that's it was very only, possible. It seemed to me faster when yeah. we did it, and I, since I've got it set, up, I'm, you know, what, I real, bet that like, I bet that is the NTSC. Like, as, as we watched this video, uh, I thought the uh, the uh, version we played of this was really, really Although hard. this looks, uh, this doesn't look that much different, but the yeah. other one does a lot
1: different. Uh, yeah. So it keeps track of every time that you wreck, you hit another car or you hit the wall. Um, But it doesn't keep track of how long you've been playing, nor does it keep track of how many cars you've passed. And I think that's very odd. I think that was an odd choice. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have the ability. I mean, because you pass a lot of cars. Like I said, they throw eight at you uh, at a time. So... Maybe that was just too much to to keep up with counting wise for the system, uh, or you know, <laughs> surely not. Well, I mean the number, <laughs> the, it's the two digit numbers, so uh, you know it kind of keeps track of how many like s- segments you've done. I don't. There is a timing element, but I don't understand what it's trying to calculate. So you basically you play for X amount of times with your friends. Or until someone crashes X amount of times, the rules aren't hard baked into the game. You are kind of um, you're kind of making them up for yourself. I don't I, have a problem with that. I like the like the way Turbo handles
0: this, for example, better, where it keeps track of how many cars you pass the, uh, towards an ultimate goal where you finish that segment. I like yeah. that, but I mean, again, Turbo was several notches above this end of the arcade. So now, yeah. this is more of your traditional old school. Yes. Sort of, and it yeah.
1: has one major flaw yeah. uh and, and it's it's one that can't be looked past yeah when you pass all the cars right they they flow down the screen they looks <laughs> looks nice uh they have some variety to the patterns but it's not crazy uh you could definitely get into a groove where you just keep passing the things i think i never got there but i think i could get there you were doing pretty um, well i was pretty
0: impressed with your play so
1: the problem is, when the last car goes off the bottom of the screen, there's not a smooth transition from the new cars coming down. Instead, it's a blink. It's like a wave. It's it's a blink, <laughs> yeah. and the new cars appear already halfway yeah. down the screen. Yeah. Kills the fun for me. Well, it, does, it doesn't It does give you much time fun. to react. Some
0: Something. would say that it would be enhancing the... Uh...
1: It, it does enhance the difficulty, but... Yeah. Uh, enhancing uh, uh. the difficulty doesn't
0: make it fun. Yeah, uh, I didn't think this was all that great. It was okay. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it was a, a game of its era. This is, I mean, it looked nice. Yes, I will say we, and you can never know how this is going to handle. because We didn't have the actual joystick. Yeah, we used the Xbox One stick, the analog on it, which is pretty renowned for being pretty good. Yeah, and this, you needed nimble fingers to yes. move this sucker around. This,
1: this game, the analog is way sensitive. Yeah. Uh, you have to hold up to go, which, I, whatever, okay. And I'm guess, technically speaking, if you didn't hold up all the way, you wouldn't go full speed. But for the controllers we had, not going full speed wasn't an option.
0: And something discombobulated is you, some of guys, you expect your car to move up the screen, you know, like a bump and jump. Your car never moved. No, up well, no, jump. that's the. Well, that's I'm just saying, you. was the like, when style I first of the time. When I first started so, playing it, I was sort of expecting to go up a little bit.
1: No. Uh, so, uh, the analog, playing with the with the Xbox stick, you are only moving, if, if straight up with zero degrees, you're only moving maybe 10 degrees either way. And that's probably being generous. So, from a modern control perspective, which I know is not completely fair to the game, but I think it needs to be mentioned. And yes, you could probably go in and tweak this or whatever, right? But... Uh, from a from a modern control perspective, you're only using about 20 degrees on each side of that forward, so it's mega sensitive. For me, that's not a problem. I've played analog games long enough that I have really good thumb control, but it is it's wacky tight. Yeah, again, this is again not using the actual sticks. So right. We, who knows how I would have played with those. So the next variant is rally. Yeah. And rally is again, you're very traditional. Yeah. You're at the bottom of the screen, the road draws out in front of you and it, it almost looks like it almost looks like a spaceship from the top of the screen is shooting down at, at a uh, just a wide enough pattern for your car and you have to dodge in between them. Yeah. Um, the graphics on this particular game I did not find appealing. The the background of being blue didn't make sense to me. And the game can do gray because it did gray in the other screen. Gray would have made a lot more sense to me. This is your uh, uh, traditional, what is it, Night Rider, Aaron? That this is Night like? Driver. Night Driver. Um, sorta. Of. <clears throat> the the pace of this again, blazing fast yeah. leaves very little room for error. This it does give you a sense of looking down the road, uh, because at the top, it actually starts together, and you can see it weaving back and forth, and then it opens up in a V pattern as you get closer to it, Uh, trying to do that perspective thing. So it gives you enough time to react, unlike just the pop-in of the uh, uh, previous game. I thought this was fairly playable. I thought the speed was impressive, I think the road variance leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, it, it there definitely is a pattern there, and there is no straights. There are no straights. It always is curving. It's always moving back and forth. I wish they would have had some segments of of straightaways to kind of break up the the left and right that it keeps forcing you to do. However, I think this is better. Than the first game on the card. I, what do you
0: think? I agree with you. This this is another one. It's I mean it's, it, it was not easy. The other one you would get hung up real bad sometimes when you died. This one wasn't. This one I felt like it was a little more fair. I this is it's kind of fun. Again, it was a, this is not anything that's that unusual for the era, uh, but it, it, it did play quickly. It's the watching the screen draw is almost hypnotic. If you it, look at it, it's yeah. very. It's very weird to watch for any long period of time. It's almost like watching snow or something. You know, it's just real strange. But it's a, But otherwise, it's pretty much standard fare. You're, it's, oh, it's very touchy. You can imagine playing a game like this with that uh, cocoa light control stick. Yeah. And the one thing that those give you that – and listen, I, like I mentioned before, we didn't have the actual sticks for this. And so when you've got that control stick that's longer – You've got much more precise control over your movements. Yeah, I agree. And it would be better to play with games like this than the little stubby, little game
1: yeah. stick that we use. Now, that being said, I would do better at this type of game now than I would have back then because I did not have the analog control yeah. back then that I do now. You were doing pretty good on this, I thought. Uh, um, This, again, it counts every time that you hit a pylon. You go off the road, however you want to view it. And it has a counter that it doesn't count in seconds. It doesn't count in 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 some kind of time. I guess it's trying to represent like miles, maybe, or kilometers. I guess would be more accurate. Yeah. But I thought it was, again, it was weird. I I, yeah. I would much rather have a timer for something like this. a, a timer that counts down. Uh, and a score rather than how many times you wrecked. Yeah, I don't I don't get why they did that on this. This is another one coming up. It's, it's very it's the same thing. So the last uh variant on the cart is uh track racing. And track racing wow. I, I, these I, I, titles really, it, uh, really blow you away. <laughs> it's it's just what it says. Track racing is variants five through ten. And like I said before The reason why they do that is you get three completely different tracks with one player and two player. Good variance. That's the way you do it. Uh, This is your top down view as a, a sprint style or a super off road type view, but it's straight down and you are tasked with driving around a very difficult course. Well, it depends on which variant. You
0: All have. of the variants are very difficult courses. Well, this, the control on this is not, this is one where the analog control, for me, the one we use especially, which made it real tough to get around. I, I'd rather have had a, a center joystick for this one.
1: I, okay, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. But good I, move. I really felt like the controls on this were solid. That's I true. got very used to. You've got those tank kind of controls. Well, no, it's not a tank. No. Well, you know. No, it's not. It's yeah. not. They're trick controls. They're different.
0: I thought they were.
1: Um, I really enjoyed this one. This really? Was, yeah, this was my favorite of the bunch. This one? Yes. I really like the the sprint-type games, and I thought that they they were bold. They were bold to make the tracks as difficult as they were. Uh, Big thumbs up for that. This is something... This would be absolutely what I would play the most, because you get better. I mean, sure, you get better at the first two games, too, but you get better at them because you learn the patterns, in my opinion. Uh, This you get better because you start saying, okay, I need to take this quarter wider. I need to uh, uh, leave myself more room in the straightaway before I have to break and go around the curves. And this is a game where breaking and speeding up absolutely necessary because when you get a straightaway, you really want to punch the gas full throttle down. But when you get to a curve, if you do not slow down, you will wreck, you will hit the wall. And this is one of those games when you make contact with the wall, Instantly drops all your momentum to zero, and uh, then you kind of have to pivot around. I'm not sure we played the same game. What's the game I played? You,
0: this is not a car racing game. This is like a you're racing a, a, a drunken turtle around the around the arena. It's slow, plodding. What you can't help no. but hit the wall every time you get any sort of speed. It's hard to control. This was a dud. No, like the Coco did this. I mean, the the Odyssey
1: twos. Version of this was way better looking and better controlling. I completely disagree. This is what you have to know about this game that makes it a little bit awkward at first. Yeah, when you are going up, down, left, or right, which you know when your your car is pointing in that direction, you go one speed. When your car is going diagonally, like you're trying to make a turn, your car goes a different speed even if you're pressing all the way up on the controller. Once I figured that out, I was able to start making turns more efficiently and really felt like I was getting around the track at a decent pace. Having three tracks to master on this, icing on the cake, by far the best part of the game. Uh, However, it has one... huge, unforgivable, major flaw. Just one? Yes. All right, I got to hear this. It counts every time that you crash. Yeah. Which is fine. No. Why?
0: Because that's dumb.
1: Well, it's not It's only got two digits. That's one reason. It It needs four. I I agree. There's no (laughs) point in it, but it's it's not a detriment. You have no timer on this. You don't have a timer to show how fast you get around the laps. That is criminal. I never
0: understood. Well, listen. Criminal. They could have used a sundial on this to change. No, that, wasn't it wasn't
1: that bad. Uh, this game, now, yes, you could have a watch off to the side, and I understand that a lot of the games uh, of this era, you had, you, know, you had to kind of make your own rules when you were playing with your buddies and stuff. This just gave you the base game, and that's fine. But not having a timer on this was just mind-boggling because that's the whole point. That's the whole point. All these games had weird, like none of them
0: had, did the right thing when it comes to the it the was scorekeeping. It was, and stuff. it was weird. It was weird. And this one, no, I'm, I'm just, I totally disagree with you. This thing is, I've been to go-kart races, the ones without the engine, the the, the derby races, and they're faster than this. Oh, you no, plodding, you're crazy. No good. It's a stinker. Mm-mm. It's too hard to control. How can something not moving very fast be that hard to control?
1: I, we we had two different experiences. Yeah,
0: I didn't like because it.
1: Because, the, the, I mean, the first track has long straightaways where you can really crank up the speed. and But the other two tracks are really tight. I mean, you don't have enough... I know, I agree. You don't have enough uh, 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 straightaways to really feel like you're going fast. Whereas that's not what it's about. It's about precision. You want speed that's game two, all right?
0: Listen, I thought the controls again. Full disclaimer: We don't have a proper controller. I thought the controls were no good. Oh, they're very, I thought They very, were fine. They're very touchy. I thought they were fine. Yeah, well, that's just me. What else you got?
1: Uh, this came out in our good uh, the in the magazine. Our good friends over at uh, Computer and Video Game Magazine. Really, they reviewed yeah. this. They, they reviewed this. I can't in nineteen eighty two. So right. four, up to four years after the game That's was initially released, They're not too bad. Um, and they, uh, again, much like last week when they did the review of the game that wasn't actually the game, this one was closer. You could at least tell that they probably saw some pictures of the game. Yeah. Uh, but the review is kind of all over the map, and at, at one point, Wait, you don't think they played this one either. <laughs> at, well, at one point, you have to question if it was almost like they played this when it was released and then waited four years to do the review because the, 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 I wish we could do that. the facts that they're bringing out, bringing forward, don't match up to what I experienced. But that is where I got the prices. Uh, apparently oh, in 1982, this was uh 19 pounds. You know,
0: I will say one thing I enjoyed this week, the Brent, cause this was not the easiest one we've done. It was neat to sit down and get to watch, and play it besides you and sit there and watch and, uh, get we could we have we get at least i was neat to see your method up close. Yeah. Again, and I will say after seeing it up close and hearing your review your method needs improving. <laughs> just me. <laughs> so, what do you think about this system overall? Are you giving it the
1: high side or not? Um. No. Oh,
0: <laughs> burial? No. Full no, burial? I don't
1: think it's either of those things. I think this is a system of the time. If you have a personal experience, by the way, we got a Hermsky review. Yeah, I'll get to it. Read. I want to hear your uh, thoughts. <clears throat> this is a system that, if you grew up with, I'm sure you would have a lot of fun and a lot of joy going back to it. But as someone who played, who grew up with an Atari 2600, yeah, uh, I, it's yeah, it, it, it's it's the same but just different enough that if I wanted to play this style of game, I would go play a 2600
0: I will game. say, some of the games I thought looked better than 2600.
1: There had some, some games that oh, were Oh, absolutely. Up. Now, I'm not saying this doesn't have a place. I'm just saying if I was going to play this type of game, it would be for that nostalgia. And if I'm going to do that, I'm going to play the 2600. I, so am I burying this? No. No, 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 no. I think what it does, it does fine. But for me, this isn't something I'd come back with back to because I never grew up with it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So, just to close shop on here, our good pal Hermski uh, wrote us a little review here. The Grand Prix review, a Herm firm, nine out of ten. Yeah, Brent, holy smokes! I think
1: I think that's a little high, but for I for me, definitely see one it. of
0: the best games released on the Ace Tronic that wowed me from right from right off. I felt I was getting a bargain, having three game types in one cart. My favorite of the three was the Rally game that after a few minutes of playing sent me into a trance with the help of a single Note 10 made at top speed. Good job. I was playing this as a child rather than as an adult after a few beers. Actually, I might want to give it a try. So, yeah, I'm not sure a few beers are going to entice and help you out there. However, a great remake of the classic Night Driver arcade cabinet. My first games console was the black and white Pong system, the Benetton, which we covered. Uh, I then moved to the H-Tronic, which was a huge step up, uh, being one of the first color systems. Grand Prix was the bare bones of a brand new genre that has become one of the most popular today. History has just been made, according to yeah, uh, Something
1: to note. Oh, yeah? This was one of the best-selling games, at least in 1982. According to the Computer Games and uh, Video Games article, this was the top-selling game for Grand Prix one it doesn't surprise
0: me. Nah. It doesn't surprise me. Although given the of the two we covered I preferred mine to be honest with you but that's just me. That's fine. So I think we'll be back down this path again this one's going to get put in a uh, Retro Rewind bag. The they brand. all get put in the Retro no, Rewind bag. No they don't. Bag. No they don't. Some of them actually get lost If you know what I mean man. With all that said it's time to spin the wheel Brent and make the deal. Let's yes. get it going here.
1: Uh, so, for our retro rewind this week, we added four player games and the new piece engage for oh man! So man, we got I'm uh looking forward to that we got one. a lot of minefields on here, Aaron. Alright, well, get her good there.
0: Okay, That beautiful. Look at that. Isn't this nice that we're together? We can you can you get the control of the wheel again? It does feel nice to properly spin the wheel. Oh, give me a break. Here we go, everybody. Man, look at that thing. It's gonna blow that thing right out the back of the the building on the tape like that. The big winner. For, well, Whoa! It just, it just barely went over. I was watching his hands. What well, we got? A game. Band
1: slash artist game. Holy
0: smokes! Another Hermski. Another Hermski. What are the odds? Two Hermskis in a row. You're, you're, you must be uh, living the good life over there, Herm. So we're gonna be doing now. These are games that are based on a band or artist. I would assume so. Well, that's you, kind of I up. know what I'm playing. Bam. What's what are you playing? I'm not telling you. I'm gonna wait can until you Can you give some examples of some games that were based solely on uh, one band? Revolutionary
1: Revolution X, yes, Aerosmith game.
0: That is one. I'm gonna play that. Uh, didn't uh, Marky Mark have a game on the CD32 <laughs> or this? No, it was a C30, the, the Sega CD, <laughs> yes, it's just,
1: the video making game. Should
0: do that one, or I'm sure Lindsay Lohan's got a few out there, maybe. Uh, oh. Samantha Fox Poker, Kiss Pinball, as mentioned. Kiss in Pinball, chat. there's all kinds of uh, oh, absolutely of uh, choices here. Now, is everything we're gonna, is everything in play? Yeah. What if I want to play something that uh, didn't Guitar Hero? Is that in play? No, like a, no. I think it needs to be
1: a single
0: band or entity. Well, I mean, I'm saying they had like Aerosmith had its own pack for Guitar Hero, for example. Oh, yeah, that would be fine. Okay, I'll, you you're not going to do that, but well, that would yeah. be fine. With Journey, that. that's a go. I think like we already covered that one though. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of uh different possibilities next week. Absolutely. It cer- certainly it'll be easier to uh, to emulate for you. Of course, the Brent we'll uh, see. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Brent has trouble sometimes. Uh, any anything you wanna talk about here towards the end of the show here before we call it night? Uh no. I do wanna mention ah. I do wanna mention once again our uh good friend, the On Collective, is uh, his uh friend is still looking for that organ transplant. I'm gonna once again Put the link in the show notes at the bottom. Uh, if you know anyone that uh, you know uh, could, has a connection there for him, uh, just click on the link. I did it last week as well, and we appreciate it. Hey, you got to watch out for each other, especially now. Now more than ever, we got got to keep our eyes out and watch their back. Uh, yeah, Curtis mentions boat fest. We you want to talk about boat fest real quick. We're really starting to put the boots to boat fest in terms of getting this thing uh, put together. Uh, the brand. Uh, and, uh, I think, I think we're tickets are nearing the halfway sold out point at this juncture. And I'm telling you, the thing is a lot of people are holding out to buy them because it's just like local and stuff. So if you're going to come, I wouldn't wait too long to get a ticket.
1: And uh, the ticket, the tickets number is not some, not, not some kind of artificial, although oh, let me in at the door type thing. It's a, a based on, it's a fire the, marshal, uh, thing. right? The yeah. occupancy of the room. So, they're going to be coming by and counting that crap, and we can't be over.
0: Well, I think, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're right. I don't think we can. Now, this takes place uh, June 24th and June 25th in beautiful and scenic Taze Valley, West Virginia. Literally, uh, what, about four miles from here? Yes. Right up the, it's a It's a four minute drive from my house right up to the front door of this joint, which is great for me, eh? Listen, you know, you're going to have the boat, you're going to have the Brent jack flack all the locals here your john marshalls the chud will be around i'm sure uh good and matt guys like that uh but you're also going to have lots of interesting uh computer hardware i'm emptying the vault brent did you want to play uh anyone can play an amigo with 1200 anyone can play a uh c32 but how many times have you got the to toy around with a uh a uh, Amiga from Edu, because I'll be putting my Unamiga out there on the on the show floor. If you want to tour out the Unamiga, complete with the weird mystery editions. Like, no one's got one of these. I'm one of the only people on Earth that's got one. We're going to have all of our old consoles out there. We're going to have the virtual pinball machine out there. We're going to have swap meets. There's going to be karaoke. It's going to be uh, nonstop fun. Two days of joy. Live and shows. Hopefully, uh, uh, we'll get some people together for some touring as well. I plan on taking the people over to Point Pleasant to look at some of the Mothman stuff and uh, probably tour some of the local Indian burial mounds. A lot of good times, a lot of interesting stuff that's literal within minutes of the show itself
1: for some of the after-hour stuff, so that should be a lot of fun as well. Although, if you're coming over from the UK, what we consider minutes, you will consider a day trip. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah it's not that, that far. Keep that in mind.
0: Not that, it's not that far, though, in all honesty. So, yeah, again, that is... Uh, Friday, June 24th, and Saturday, June 25th. Please, uh, if you will go to, I believe the address I've got here is boatfest.info, boatfest.info. That's pretty that's pretty easy, I-N-F-O, for all your Boatfest needs and for tickets. Well, it could be N-F-O. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Start. yeah, now you get it, don't you? Oh, yeah, now who's the jerk? So, next week, it's games based on bands or artists. You know, there's, wasn't there a game based on, like, a, a fashion designer or something? or a, No, it was a famous spray paint guy. He could be in the mix, too. Echo or whatever his name is. Am I nuts? Am I Pretty crazy? Sure help me dolphin. out. Oh, shut up. We're done. We'll see you guys next week. And until then,
1: bye! Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Duncan Styles for our vector style graphic and Bart Pit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Mario Raimi, 9 K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retro Air AirShack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, Orom, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Realmsheep, Graham W. Vetkey, Dave Velociraptor, Bernhard Lucas, Steve Rathmason, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Jocko, 6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob, Black O'Hara, Jason Warrens, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo and The Slow Norris, John Schaller, The On Collective, Gary Heather, Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rollo. You can join us live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT on Twitch. Hope to see you there.